Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. Today, I have a topic that might seem in the surface as nothing to do with the nature of this podcast. But bear with me because there is a connection underneath. Today, I want to talk about nutrition. Nutrition to feel at your best. There is a big misconception related to nutrition in our culture. Whenever nutrition comes up in a conversation, we associate it with dieting and weight loss. And today, I want to talk about nutrition for a completely different perspective. I want to talk about nutrition from an enabler to allow us to feel our best, to live our best lives. So let's dig in. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. As I mentioned, there is a big misconception related to nutrition. Whenever nutrition comes up on a conversation, we associate it with dieting and weight loss. And I have to be honest, I've been there. For years, I struggled with the way I looked and I tried every diet out there in an effort to lose weight and look in a certain way. I believe that in order to fit in into certain social circles, I had to look a certain way. That I would be excluded of certain things if I didn't look a certain way. And I look into nutrition as the enabler to help me accomplish that. What I've learned is that nutrition goes much more beyond how we look. But it determines how we feel. It's key for our well-being. Nutrition plays a key role in feeling at our best, in how much energy we have, in how clearly we think, in how productive we are during the day. Even impacts our mood. It's all greatly influenced by what we consume. So this year... If you've been listening to the podcast, you might have heard me say several times that I made the commitment to live my best life in 2020. And in my mind, I can't live my best life if I don't feel at my best. Therefore, nutrition is a big part of it. I see nutrition as one of those foundational blocks in helping me live a healthy and fulfilling life. So let me tell you that I've completely changed my perspective on nutrition over the last years. And now I look at nutrition as a way to fuel my body in order to feel at my best versus a way to achieve a certain weight or look a certain way. Nutrition used to be, for me, a punishment. Dieting felt like making sacrifices that... Um, 
you know, I had to make in order to look a certain way. I used to think about food as the enemy. When I went off track with whatever diet I was doing, I felt ashamed, defeated, upset with myself, and I felt I was a failure. As a result, I ended up associating diets with a negative feeling. I saw nutrition as an all or nothing, that perfectionism me would see nutrition as black and white. It was either I was all in or I was all out, which meant that I was constantly living on this roller coaster. But as I started to learn more about nutrition versus just weight loss diets, I started to better understand the difference between the two things and I started to change my perspective around food. Today, I don't look at food anymore as a punishment or as something that I need to restrict or as a thing I need to deprive myself from in order to look a certain way, but rather I look at food as fuel to my body and my mind. I look at nutrition as an enabler to productivity, to mental clarity, to high levels of energy, to overall health, and even to happiness. What we eat and what we drink are basically the main sources of energy to our body. So imagine that you're driving a fancy, expensive car. Whatever that dream car is for you, let's say you're driving a Ferrari. I bet that if you had a Ferrari or whatever other fancy car you're visualizing in your mind, you would not fill up your tanks with low-quality gas. So why would you fuel your body with low-quality foods? Today, I don't want to talk about any particular diet or nutrition program, but I want to share with you some changes that I've made to my nutrition that have helped me do all these things that I mentioned before, improve my productivity, my mental clarity, increase my levels of energy, improve my overall health, and even positively impact my mood. So in this quest to take control over my nutrition in order to fuel my body, I started by adding things to my life. In the past, every time I look at nutrition or diets, it was about restricting myself, taking things out, excluding food groups, excluding things that I shouldn't be eating. Um, but sometimes it's easier to add rather than take away. And for me, that was exactly the case. What it ended up happening is that as I added new things to my diet, as a side effect, I started to give up on things that were not as good for me. So it ended up being really a win-win. And in my opinion, it just made it easier because instead of focusing on what I couldn't have, what I had to take out, I was focused on what I could add in to my diet psychologically, at least for me, this approach made the change so much easier and so much sustainable. So what did I add? The first thing that I started adding was water. I've never been a soda or juice drinker, but I love coffee. I could drink up to 48 ounces of coffee a day. Yes, that's the equivalent of two venti-sized coffees. 
every day. And every ounce of water that I was drinking typically meant an ounce less of water that I was drinking. So in average, I would say I was drinking between 32 and 50 ounces of water, which is just not enough. You probably have heard that you should drink at least half of your body weight in ounces of water. And I was well below that. So I started to drink more water. My goal was to drink at least 60 ounces of water a day uh, to start with. And today I'm drinking between 90 and 120 ounces every day. Let me say that it didn't happen overnight. It took some time to slowly increase that water intake. But as I did, I started to see immediate benefits. I had more energy. I was less foggy as a result. I was able to focus more which helped me increase my productivity. I ate less snacks in between meals and I started drinking less coffee, which helped me to have better night sleeps and wake up more energized and refresh the next morning. The other thing that I started to add was more veggies into my diet. I was already eating veggies. I've always liked veggies. I've grown up eating veggies, but I was just not eating enough of them, both in quantity as well as in variety. Like I felt like I was always eating the same veggies over and over. So I started adding some here and some there. I started trying new veggies or cooking them in a different way that I used to before. I made the commitment to add more veggies in every meal, well, with exception of breakfast. So the more veggies that I added, the less processed food and empty carbohydrates that I found myself eating. So I find myself eating less snacks in between meals and having less cravings as a result. Then I started to look at the things that were not fueling my body, the things that I were eating and they were just not helping me feel at my best, but actually they were making me feel tired, bloated, constipated, and sluggish. I started using a food diary, not only to track what I was eating, but also how I was feeling after eating certain foods. I did that for an entire month. And let me tell you this, it was amazing. I had no idea how keeping a diary could help me. And it did in a big way. It helped me to be more aware of what I was eating, how much I was eating, and why I was eating, and how food was impacting me. And a lot of things that I never took the time to think about, I just ate. As I started to keep my food journal, I also started to pay real attention to food labels. When I say real attention, I mean beyond just how many calories a food had. I was always looking at the food labels, but I was looking at it only with the intent to reduce my calorie intake so I could lose weight. But I really didn't look much beyond that. So I started to focus less on the calories that food had and started to pay more attention on the ingredients and how much protein and fiber and sugar there was on the foods that I was buying or eating. I thought I was eating healthy and I came to realize that I was not eating as healthy as I thought I was. 
it was really eye-opening to realize how much processed foods, how much sugar I was eating, and how much low-calorie foods didn't necessarily mean that those foods were better or healthier. I realized how deceiving food labels could be. Things like light, low calories, 50% less fat, fat-free, organic, trans-fat-free, no added sugar, no sugar-free. They're all marketing strategies to make you buy more of those products, but not always means that the food is healthier or better for you. As I started journaling, I was able to identify what foods helped me feel at my best and which were causing me not to feel so great. This is how I find out that I have a sensitivity to gluten, that if I eat too much fried food that make me sick, um, among other things. I now know exactly what foods help me feel at my best. That doesn't mean that I always eat those food. I'm still human. Um, the other things that I learned on this journal is that the key to success is balance and moderation. Probably you have heard this many times before, just like I did. But I used, I don't know, I use it as an excuse to cheat versus a principle to leave by. So today my perspective on that has changed drastically. I search for balance and moderation every day, listening to my body. I know I said I was going I was not going to talk about any diets or any particular nutrition program but I have been greatly influenced by one when it comes to listening to my body and understanding what my body needs and the name of that program is to be mindset what I learned is that depending on what my body feels and needs is how I need to fuel it so for example when I start to feel hungry I drink water if after drinking water and pausing for a minute, I'm still feeling hungry, then I grab some veggies. When I'm hungry and I'm looking to stay full for a while, I reach for proteins. When my body's screaming for energy, you know, those times when you feel that you just don't have the energy to keep going with your day, I reach for fiber-filled carbohydrates, which is not all carbohydrates, Learning for what each food group is intended, what purpose they have, and how they can support my body has helped me to learn how to be more mindful about what my body needs and be able to give it just what it needs when it needs it. As a result of COVID-19, a lot of local businesses are struggling, but we can all support. And from my standpoint, I want to use this platform and this podcast to shout out to locally owned businesses. And I want to start by shouting out to the Michigan Threads Headbands. I found them in Instagram. They are a Michigan female-owned business located in Northville, Michigan. And what impressed me the most about them is their mission to fit America one headband at a time. A portion of every purchase goes to Feeding America. And their headbands are just amazing. They're all hand-saw and their operating times is just one to three days. So go check them out at michiganthreatsheadbands.com or find them in Instagram. Go grab a headband and let's support local businesses. Over the years, as I tried many diets, 
there was always one thing in common. I always feel deprived, restricted. Um, I found myself eliminating certain food groups or foods that that diet restricted, and that made it just not sustainable. But I learned that there is no need to eliminate any food groups from your diet, unless, of course, you have an allergy, a sensitivity, or any other medical condition, or even a religious belief that keeps you away from eating certain foods. Just learning how each group serves your body and being intentional about how you reach to each food group is the key. I personally stay away from gluten because I know now that I have a sensitivity to it. I've learned that every time that I eat gluten, I feel bloated and tired and I experience fogginess and I'm sluggish and sometimes even have a headache. So it's just not worth it for me. That being said, since I'm not celiac, there are times where I make the conscious decision to eat gluten and just live with the consequences. Like everything in life, when you make any decision, you weigh the pros and the cons and sometimes enjoying quality time with my family, eating pizza or a cone, um, weights much more than not feeling at my best the next day. I, of course, limit those instances, which on one hand, by default, makes those experiences more meaningful. I enjoy them more because, let's be realistic, how many times do we eat something that we know it's not good, quote unquote, for us, um, but we eat it because we like it. But as we're eating it, we're not even enjoying it because we eat so fast, because we're not mindful of what we're eating. And... Once we're done, we're like, okay, I didn't even enjoy it. That happened to me a lot. Um, On the other hand, by being aware of how fools make me feel, I'm very strategic about when I eat them. So for example, if the next day I have an important meeting or an event or something going on that I need to be in my A game, I just avoid gluten the day before, period. I am not suggesting that you limit your gluten intake. What I am suggesting is that you learn how foods impact you, that you identify the foods that are preventing you from being on your A-game, and that you're strategic about when you eat them and how often you eat those foods. The only way I know to identify what are those foods that Um, are good for you, those that help you feel at your best, and which ones maybe have the opposite effect is to keep a journal. Um, And when you're journaling, include both what you eat, how much you eat, when you eat, why you eat, and how do you feel after eating those foods. It does take some time, but let me tell you this, it's totally worth it because you'll have a game plan going forward for the rest of your life. Okay, there is so much to talk about um, nutrition. Um, I could be talking about this topic for hours because I have become very passionate about it. I feel that the science behind it and finding out all these things that make me feel at my best have become an obsession sometimes for me in the good sense of the word. So I'm thinking I might do more podcast episodes related to this topic, maybe invite some experts or some friends to join me in the conversation so you can also hear different perspectives. But until then, 
Stay healthy, live your best life, and I'll see you again on another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. I think everyone will agree with me when I say that 2020 is nothing like what we were expecting. When this year started, I said to myself that this was going to be the best year of my life, that I was going to kick off the decade feeling at my best. But it hasn't been the case for most part of this year. Has 2020 had you scrambling trying to find your purpose? Are you struggling to find joy and trying to feel at your best? Do you enjoy, like me, chasing goals, but perhaps this year you fall and you can't seem to find the momentum to get back on track? Have you ever really stopped and think what success means for you? For the first time ever, I will be hosting a five-day Live Your Best Life Challenge. Join this free challenge and discover that there's a whole other level of fulfillment and joy that you can tap into right now while you continue to aim for bigger things and continue to work in becoming a better version of yourself. For more information and to join completely free, see the link in the description of this podcast episode.